It's our first show, but there are no phantoms and there will be no menace unless an anime truly deserves it. It's a new year and that means a wave of new anime to delve into. But before we do that, we need to look at where anime came from. So let's get started. It's over 9,000! Anita? Nani? Configure the language logic interface for Japanese. Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi Radio. Konnichiwa and welcome to the first ever episode of Kawaii Fi Radio, the podcast where we look into the world of anime and manga. I'm Kyle and joining me are my co-hosts Coco and Kenny. How are you guys doing today? G'day. G'day. Doing pretty good. Pretty good. So we've obviously got a lot to cover in our first episode. We're going to be looking at the origin of anime. We're going to be talking about the massive pile of new anime that's just landed on our laps thanks to the winter season. But first, let's just chat about you guys. So what got you into anime? Well, with me, I guess it started with the Dragon Ball Z on Cheese TV. It's, you know, Dragon Ball Z. Once you give it a go, you cannot go past it. Um, then I... Bubblegum Crisis 2040 on SBS. Um, also, I loved using the style that Evangelion had to practice drawing. So I guess that's where it came mm-hmm. from for me. What about you, Kenny? Uh, me, I had kind of a deprived childhood down in the South where you didn't get much on TV. And um, so living in a house of mostly my sister, my mother and all their female mates, I grew up a lot with Sailor Moon, oh, practically. Yeah. But uh, thanks to uh, Channel SBS, I got Ghost in the Shell, the full Ghibli collection. Yeah. Oh, definitely a wide variety. Oh, hell yes. And yourself, man. How'd you begin? uh, I accidentally stumbled across Neon Genesis one night. Um, And you can imagine as a 14-year-old boy, that's a a very big world to adapt to. Mm, Those plug suits. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my. (laughs) Oh, my. Um, But uh, from there, it was a a bit of a gateway into it, getting into um, Cowboy Bebop because of Cartoon Network having their Toonami slot, Mm -hmm. um, Bubblegum Crisis 2040 as well, and... um, yeah, the, it just kind of led me down the, the path to finding you know some of the most amazing stories I've ever found. Great ones to start with, true classics. Oh yeah, absolutely. So um, what, what would you guys say drew you into anime? What was the big thing about it that made you go, wow, this is so different from what I've seen before in Western animation? For me, it was just completely different to any other thing I'd seen as far as like cartoons as a kid. It's like you have your the stuff which is just sort of like Western. It all... Some semi looks alike. Your it's Disney, your Warner Brothers, yeah. Various styles, but similar attitudes. Whereas this one, ah, the artistry was amazing. The use of colours, the everything about it, and entire narrative structures were completely culturally different to what I'd ever known. So immediately drawn in. I liked that. Um, what you said about the attitudes as well because quite a lot of the time I'd be enjoying a Western animation and I'd find that the characters, the way that they presented um, disputes or whatever's going on in the story, they kind of dumbed it down. Mm. They weren't really presenting it as though they were speaking to an adult. And that's the difference that I found between manga and Western animation um, because manga is actually... Oh, sorry, not manga. Anime. (laughs) Pardon me. But basically in the Western world because we're used to cartoons being primarily for children's entertainment um mm. animes for all ages much like manga much like the french bon dessinée for example 
um, that's what I loved about it. Mm. And one of the things we did see, like, I mean, you say, um, you know, for all ages, a prime example of them dumbing it down is that infamous Yu-Gi-Oh scene where they, <laughs> basically, there's a, a massive story arc involved between a dispute between two of the characters and the way four kids dumbed it down, and they are very bad at doing this, was hi, bye. What, <laughs> what else was it? Something to do with an onigiri instead of... No, no, no. instead ball. of the onigiri, it was... A jelly-filled uh, yes, donut. Yes, that's an <laughs> infamous scene from the uh, dubbed Pokemon series, was that mm-hmm. um, Brock will pick up a uh, nice big rice cake and say, Oh, it's a jelly donut. Jelly-filled is my favourite. It's yeah. embarrassing. It's really awkward. We and they, know they... what a jelly donut looks like. Y- yeah. There's various things all throughout <laughs> that. You need only run a Google search to see how Japanese food has been replaced with sub-sandwiches or strange but things like that. Didn't they have like a scene where sub-sandwiches were rolling down a hill or indeed, something? Indeed. Instead of like... Uh, Physics be damned. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, the, the, those, uh, the interior of that sandwich is definitely not moving. I mean, it's been glued shut, clearly. Oh, this <laughs> would make a nutritious snack, I'm oh, sure. Yeah. So what would you guys say your favourite animes are? Ooh, uh, you go first, Coco. Lump it on me, why don't you? <laughs> <laughs> I need it's, time to think. Uh, I would say, honestly, I just love Dragon Ball Z. Mm. I love everything about it. Um, I have read Dragon Ball. I haven't watched Dragon Ball GT. Mm-hmm. Watched all of Z. Watched all of Super. It's amazing. I don't know what it was that actually drew me in about it initially either. Super like, buff, muscular men and explosions. Well, like, at that... Well, I... I think Honestly. we do have to qualify at this point that this is a show where we will not be talking about waifus or husbandos except for Vegeta. Yeah, the Prince of All Saiyans kind of... Oh, he, he, yeah, he gets me a bit of hot under the collar. Oh, yeah. goodness, Oh, oh yes. goodness, Vegeta. <laughs> <laughs> Two more anime that I really love. One of them is called After the Rain. Mm. Um, I loved it. We, we, we were quite questioning was, that when it first came yeah, out. Yeah, I remember you were like, no, I don't want to know anything about this. This is a high school girl. She's fallen in love with a 40-something-year-old man. Mm. This is going to be weird. And it, uh, it had some questionable themes from like the outside perspective, but, but it actually presented it quite well. Exactly, and it's always so good to see how these themes are handled because there are so many different ways to handle them, and quite often... Um, they are mishandled. But yeah. in this case, I feel like it was just so beautifully pulled together. And I have to also mention um, laid back camp. Oh, <laughs> Comfy <yes>. camp. Comfy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, it's an anime where you just can simply mellow out, mm. enjoy the scenery. But what I found really amazing about uh, laid back camp was that as soon as you went online and had a look at the comments, everyone had the same vibe. Everyone was like, this is so comfy. Mm-hmm. And it's really hard to explain why it's comfy. It just is. It's just such pretty visuals. It's so... Such lovely characters. Mm. I it's love a bunch of high school girls visiting actual campsite mm. locations in Japan and the and amount of actually... conflict that happens is that it takes them a while to get to the campsite. Oh, that's yeah, basically that's right. it. And, yeah. and the food. Oh, the, the food, food is a Oh no, you forgot this piece of food. Um, oh dear. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Kenny, on, on to you. What would you say is kind of one of the top animes for you? Ghost in a Shell standalone complex. Mm. I started watching the series on SBS and then would just consistently buy the DVDs as soon as I had enough money. I collected the entire set, and that was basically my first proper mm. collection of DVDs. Ooh, other ones I like are Konosuba. Oh, yeah. Recent favourite. Um, I've been enjoying everything about that. Full Metal Alchemist's Brotherhood. Oh, that was phenomenal. Uh, it's, I, I, I loved the original, but it was just 
so much more. Yes, it's uh, Brotherhood. I've uh, said this a few times to some people that if there was sort of a checklist you could present of what makes a good anime, Full Metal Alchemist simply ticks all the boxes. It's not that it's super mind blowing or anything mm. like that. It's simply a good anime. Yeah, that's, that's true. Um, I, I think you can guess what mine's going to be, which is uh, Neon Genesis. Of course, yeah. Um, <laughs> which uh, makes me, of course, the the awkward person in the group. And uh, thank, thanks for the uh, plug suit reminder <laughs> there. I'm going uh, to shift over oh, a bit. Oh, come on. <laughs> Honest, <laughs> honestly. Giant robots and giant robot fights. Exactly. And exactly. especially at, a, at the age of 15, 14, that, that's, that's right in the hit zone. I mean, that's an impressionable age for explosions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, well, we should probably move on and talk about what we are going to do in the show. Um, we do have to talk a lot about the current winter season of anime which we're in. There's a massive list um, that's come out and it's a bit daunting. So we've picked out a few to look at and talk about. Um, it's about 20. Um, and we're also going to have a look at some feature films that are tied to series, not feature films that are actually separate like a Ghibli or anything like that that's mm. coming out. And before we do that, though, we do need to find out where anime came from. And we're not going to be able to fully cover the history of anime in one episode. No, it's not like we have PhDs in, <laughs> no, in and animation history. There's just so much to cover as well. So we're going to give a brief uh, overview of where it started and uh, who was involved and why did we get the anime we see today. Feels like a good enough place to start right mm-hmm. at the beginning. Yeah. Well, before we get into that, we do need to head to the anime news. We'll be back in just a moment. Making headlines. Really? Sort of. Anime news. Dragon Ball and Detective Conan face off for a Japan Academy Prize and our first glimpses of young All Might in action. This is Kawaii Fi Anime News. Kyoto Animation has announced its Swimming Club Anime Free will be getting a third compilation film this year, with an all-new film planned for 2020 as well. The upcoming film will cover the free Dive to the Future series with the addition of some new footage and stories. The website for teasing Master Takagi-san has announced the romantic comedy anime will be getting a second season. Hiroaki Akagi will be returning as the project's director and has said he has some slight tweaks he wants to make for the second season. No release date has been announced at this stage. Fruits Basket is getting a new anime covering the entirety of the manga, according to Katakawa's monthly New Type magazine. The new adaption will premiere in April with a completely new cast and staff at the request of manga writer Natsuki Takaya, who is serving as executive supervisor. An official English translation to the Neon Genesis Evangelion anime novels is on its way, thanks to a new deal with Seven Seas Entertainment. The books are the only light novels for the Evangelion franchise, showing an alternative ending from the television show. The company says the first volume will be out on October 29 this year. The Japan Academy Prize Association has announced the nominees for Animation of the Year for the 42nd award event, along with the adorable Penguin Highway, the time-bending Mirai no Mirai, and the feature-length adaptation of Oko's Inn, uh, the Dragon Ball Super Broly movie, and the 22nd Detective Conan film Zero the Enforcer. Veteran animator Yasuo Otsuku is also receiving an association special award for his lifetime achievement in the industry at the event. Yasuo worked with Studio Ghibli and Toei Animation over the years and is known for popularising the comical bad guy designs. He is known for his work on the Lupin series including The Castle of Cagliostro and Hayao Miyazaki's first major film, The Great Adventure of Horus, Prince of the Sun. 
The first glimpse of the upcoming My Hero Academia short focusing on a young All Might has appeared online this week in Toho's latest commercial for the home release of the My Hero Academia 2 Heroes film. All Might Rising, the animation, is based on the one-shot manga created by Kohai Korishkoshi, which was given to the first million ticket holders to see the film in Japan. The English translation of the 10-page manga can be found on Viz Media's website, the Blu-ray and DVD due for release on the 13th of February in Japan. And finally, several new anime dubs have been announced. Isekai comedy Konosuba is finally getting dubbed three years after its first season aired, and the first episode is already online at Crunchyroll. Time-stopping anime Kokoku is also getting a dub treatment, planned for Blu-ray release on April 16. And Slice of Life School Graduation Story Just Because from 2017 will be out on Blu-ray disc on February 26. And that's your anime news for the week ending January 20, 2019. I can't wait to hear the English dub of Darkness. What is it going to sound like? Uh, I can't imagine it, but it's it has to be wonderful. Darkness from Konosuba. Yeah, that's going to be awkward. And Who's going to take that challenge on? Well, well, they already have a cast for it. Um, I haven't got the cast list on hand, but I, some of these people have done voice acting for video games as well. Um, so I suspect someone's going to have a lot of fun in that voiceover booth. She's a bit complex, isn't she? <laughs> <laughs> complex. That's an interesting That's one. That's a fine way to put it. Yeah, I'm. I'm very excited for the Konosuba dub. It's the whole dub versus sub thing is a debate. I'm sure that we can have mm. some other time. But I'm the, sure. there is definitely a time and place for it. A prime example: my brother's legally blind, and he hasn't been. While well, he can see a little bit, he can't obviously read subtitles fast enough. And that for him, dubs are. You know, such an amazing access point. Like he tries to watch sub anime where he can, but it's very straining on the eyes. So he's ecstatic. And I, of I course, he it. always seems to pick out the best dubs for us. I mean, there is good quality and bad quality, of course. Oh, he's a serious critic on voice acting, which is great. And uh, I know that you are going to be particularly excited for Kokoku. Oh, oh yes! I really hope they keep the theme song. Is that? Is it still your ringtone? <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> That bloody song is when, so you know, damn When catchy. that song comes on in the room, like the first time you hear it, you're just like, what on earth is this? And then the third and fourth time, he's like, oh man, I'm getting into this. <laughs> and then the fifth and sixth time, you're like, can't stop dancing. <laughs> It's just one of those songs. Uh, yeah, it is. Uh, we, we haven't actually had a chance to catch the My Hero Academia film yet, but the anime short, have you guys seen the, the clip yet um, of Young All Might? No. Pictures. Oh, it's beautiful. Oh, the, the movie. It's only 15 seconds. They've got a 30-second trailer for the um, the DVD and Blu-ray release, and 15 of it is dedicated to um, the se- the short for All Might. But um, I can't I, wait. I'm really looking forward to I, it. I can't wait to see his story. Cause Likewise, I've really been enjoying My Hero Academia. It's He's, cool. he's such a figure. Mm-hmm. Such a figure in it. And I want to know where, where it all started, mm-hmm. where he began. Uh, another superhero origin story. <laughs> all right, let's kick on. Kawaii Fire Radio. And now for our feature presentation. Now featuring. Yeah, so now as we did previously state, we are going to have a look a bit at the start of where anime came from. Uh, the history, the origin, there's too much to cover, so let's try and get a, a bit of it covered. Yeah, I believe it, you've got a pretty good starting point, Coco. It is such a long history. So honestly, I figured that the best way to start this, because it's going to have to be really quite short, is to just start at the beginning, 1917, when the first anime films came into existence. In 
2017, in celebration of this 100th anniversary, the National Film Centre of Tokyo opened its Japanese animated film classics online archive of pre-war titles. You can go to that website at animation.filmarchives.jp and I really suggest you to have a look. It's just such a wonderful site. There's got to be some utter gems in there. There really are. We'll start with the pioneer animators themselves. Um, Kitayama Setaro is the first one. Mm. He's been trained in Western paintings, born in 1888, seems to have developed an interest in animation in the second half of 1916 and approached a big film company called Nikatsu in January 1917. Um, He left Nikatsu at some stage to establish his own animation studio in the autumn of 1921. Unfortunately, um, Kitayama's son passed away in 1945. He was part of um, the global war that was going on at the time. Mm-hmm. A couple of his titles, uh, Saru Tokani no Gassen, which is The War Between Monkey and Crab, <laughs> released 20th of May 1917. All of these are in 1917. Wow. Um, Yume no Jidosha, which is the dream car, and apologies if I mispronounce <laughs> that. So this so this film, uh, translated as the dream car, was released pretty much directly after Monkey and Crab. And Nekoto Nezumi, which is Cat and Mice, Fourth uh, of July nineteen seventeen. That just makes me think of Tom and Jerry. It's never gonna get old. It's figure it's just a it's universal kind of character arc. You know you're onto something good. Uh, we're going to go to Shimakawa Otsun. He was born in 1892 and mm. did a bit better than Kitayama-san. He lived till 1973. Mm, he was a man- yeah, exactly. A manga artist worked for the film company Tenkatsu, probably from around the middle of 1916 to late 1917. And his most notable title is Imokawa Mkuzo Genkanban no Maki. Um, that was released January 1917. Remember that. Mm. Just hold that. Because the next guy I'm going on to is Kochi Junichi, uh, born in 1886. Manga artist, um, trained under a watercolour master, became a newspaper cartoonist and was a mm. friend of Shimokawa-san, the previous guy I mentioned. Mm was actually scouted in February 1917 by um, a man called Kobayashi Kizaburo, who had split from Tenkatsu. Remember, that was... Wow, so that's only one month after they released the film. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he'd split from it and founded a, n- a new entertainment company called Kobayashi Shokai. Most notable title done by Koichi Junichi was Namakura Gatana, which is mm. known as the Blunt Sword. That was released 30th of June 1917. Well, um, that animated, animated feature's quite short, isn't it? Four minutes long in its restored version. I believe they used two silver nitrate reels to piece it together. Oh, wow. Um, so it was it literally piecing together an old damaged reel of uh, oh, yeah. animation. Silver nitrate has a very, like, a pretty short half-life. It survives decades at most wow well luckily the one the um reels that were found were actually stored in paper Mm. which allowed them to breathe Mm -hmm. so that's why they survived so well and if if you have a look at this this film it's all of these films really quite stunning they've got these lush landscapes some beautiful Scenery and music. Beautiful scenery, beautiful music. Mm. And the expressions, the facial animation for that sort of thing, like yeah. even back in the day. What I really liked about this film, The Blunt Sword, is that there's foreshortening. 
quite well done of the sword. Basically, the story, it's about a samurai wanting to test out his sword. Test out a sword. How do you test out a sword? You go find someone to test it out on. But the you guy he was Yeah, the guy he was gonna test it out on clobbers him instead. Well, so that's not gets, a knife. This is a knife. <laughs> exactly. Um, so this man produced a total of three films, then re- returned to newspaper cartooning after the studio went bust basically. which is a very common thing yes. back in that period as well yeah. so i mean there's got to be so many animation studios from back in those days which simply vanished from time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all these animations we've talked about up to this point have been actually quite short form so what was the first feature length anime that was equivalent to a, a film at that stage it was actually a uh, old 1940s propaganda film during oh. the war uh yeah that one is uh motaro's divine sea warriors uh, directed by Seo Mitsuyo. And, um, yeah, first feature length at 74 minutes. It was actually a sequel to another film. It was basically a continuing story about... Um, uh, the overarching plot is about a Japanese cultural hero and folklore icon, Momotaro, and hmm. his adorable animal companions building an airbase and leading a daring raid on the British at Demon Island, forcing them to surrender. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's... Um, it's a, this, this is a bit steeped in history one, this one as well, steeped isn't it? Steeped in history. Uh, during the war, every nation with a stake in it was doing this sort of thing. I mean, mm. you had cartoons of uh, Daffy Duck fighting the Nazis. You had Superman and Captain America punching Adolf Hitler. Yeah. You had uh, Bugs Bunny. Calling him a stinker? Was that, or was that Daffy uh, yes, Duck? Yes, that was Daffy Duck. Yeah, that's a very old Looney Tunes one. But yeah, it's uh, propaganda films are simply a product of history it's it's all the time in the environment that they were produced in yeah of course yeah these things are a product of their values of the time place and a representation of a culture's history and it's just like how we don't talk about the original cut of some of disney's fantasia oh Oh, no or song of the south or song of the south um wasn't that feature-length film what the momotari was it was it commissioned by the navy by the navy yes by the uh government at the time and I, I, I believe the attack was also based off um, the either an attack on Pearl Harbor or one of the other island bases of the US. Yes, the first one was about the attack on Pearl Harbor. And interestingly, between the uh, animated shorts of these adorable heroes talking about the glory and honor and all that kind of stuff, you would have actual footage of the attack on Pearl Harbor intermixed within it. it was wow. Interesting Far to out. look at. Yeah, definitely. All right, well, we can't really spend too much time on this, otherwise we would be here for three, four, maybe five hours talking about the history of it. So let, let's move on and uh, go have a chat about some winter anime. That's a lot of anime. Oh, God, there's so many. Winter anime. Ah, uh, yes, the sound of an owl hooting in the background, the cold wind sweeping through the room, and we are here in Australia and it's stinking hot. Yeah, I was transported to snow just then. Yeah, well, that's good. That's, that's good. <laughs> I, I would like some snow right now. 30-something degrees here. is not good. Um, honestly, honestly, I quite like it. Oh, yeah. But anyway. Yes. <laughs> look, look, we, we have a lot of interesting anime to talk about. This season, like every season, is chock full. There's too many. We don't want to spend three hours. We don't want to bore you to death. So we're going to get stuck straight in with um, an anime which uh, I, I was a bit surprised to see advertising for this um, on a Japanese uh, 
show that uh, me and Coco were watching. None other than Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. The uh, anime is called Bang Dream. It's its second season and it is a music slash idol style anime. It's what you kind of would expect from uh, idol music anime these days, the sort of CG hybrid and traditional animation styles. And the anime focuses on a girl called Kasumi Toyama, and she's been searching for the star beat. She heard when looking at the night sky as a child, this beat is a musical, lyrical inspiration. And after getting into high school, she discovers a guitar shaped like a star and just feels it's her calling and goes and forms a band with a group of other girls to make music and seek out what they refer to as the shiny place. Um, you know me, idol anime is not really my my preferred area, but this is clearly popular enough that season three's already been ordered. I don't know if I'd really even classify it as like a full idol anime. When I first saw the trailer, I was kind of reminded a lot more of um, K-On! and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And if the popularity for that is anything to go by, if this is anything like it, then this should be a pretty good anime. Mm-hmm. I'm happy to give it a try just on the back of it's similar to Chaos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is fair enough, and I'm more than happy to give it a shot, but I always, I'm always curious about the idle animes with the, um, the CG animation and obviously the process that goes into it. As long as the CG is nice and smooth, I have no problem, but when it gets a bit jerky and a bit... There seems we'll to be a to lot do. of that lately. There's yeah. a lot of this sort of hybrid between the CG and the traditional animation. I mean, when it's done great, it's fantastic, it's phenomenal, but when it's done poorly, God, you can tell. It, it takes no, you out. It's, yeah, too we'll have noticeable. to see. Mm-hmm. We'll have to wait and see. If you do want to Catch Bang Dream. That airs Thursdays in Japan at 2300. Um, that means it's going to be available probably Friday morning, Friday afternoon, depending what area you are and what streaming service you're going through. The next one we've got to talk about is an R-rated anime, and there are quite a few of them this season, surprisingly. Yeah, I did actually notice that. Is this the one that airs at 10 o'clock at night? Uh, nine, actually. Nine? Um, this, oh, yes. Yeah, this is Boogie Pop and Others. Interesting name for what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Boogie so, Pop? The name of a Shinigami? Yeah. That's... I I have to know more. Uh, Shinigami in Japanese is a death god or a death spirit. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, going by the trailer to this one, this will have a lot of death in it. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's mystery horror psychological. Yeah, I was getting Black Widow vibes, actually. Oh, from Um, the movement of the animation. Yes, I Mm. thought it was beautifully animated, gorgeous lighting. I noticed immediately the sky shot. It was just like... Mm-hmm. So cool. Now, the plot for this one is that there's uh, a string of disappearances involving s- female students, and um, the police simply believe it's all runaways. Of but course. Some students know better. Dun, of, dun, of course. Dun. Dun. <laughs> well, it's based off a light novel, and Madhouse is looking after it. And uh, as Coco pointed out, the animation is beautiful. Um, uh, I think you and Meekin were saying it kind of reminds us of another. Like the, the depth of the animation and you, know, you can see scratches on poles and fingernails and so on, which is, you know, very, very beautiful. It uh, gives the world that the uh, animator is trying to portray a very, very visceral kind of tangible feel. I mm-hmm. love it. I agree. And um, I did get a little bit of ReZero vibes because I noticed in one very split second, you notice someone stepping in front of a train. Oh, so, um, there we go again. Yeah, a bit, <laughs> bit deathy. Yeah, little, uh, well, <laughs> it, it is uh, bordering on a bit deathy with a Shinigami. Yeah, um, I guess that's. You see know. the trailer for details. <laughs> <laughs> it airs on Fridays at 2100, 9pm. Um, obviously, find it the next day um, on your preferred streaming service. Um, Dimension High School. So. Oh. 
Wow. We need to talk about Dimension High School. Must Immediately we? when I saw this, I was like, is this like anime Roger Rabbit? <laughs> In a kind of a way. This is when this is about high school boys and they've they they go to cram school, everything's normal. And, but this is live action at this point. They are very much the anime stereotypes, but it's live action. Mm. Um Whilst they're in cram school, they get transferred into an anime world. They then start school life in the anime world they're transferred to. <laughs> now, Just keep going. Th- this is a short form anime, and it is slice of life. It's not th- meant to ask many deep questions, but can y- you have a question of it? Yeah, it's um, I, I watched the trailer, and I uh, just sort of it made me wonder: is this supposed to be an educational kind of show? Is this sort of like short form Japanese kind of education? And all I can think is, oh, Japan is being very weird again. <laughs> I mean, un- unlike some of the other animes, we don't even have a, a estimated episode run for it either. So this could just go for six episodes. It could go for 24. It could go for a whole year. Nobody knows. It could be like We Love Rice where they just decide it's, to suddenly stop. I was going to say, We Love Rice. It's just, I mean... It's your guilty we, pleasure, yeah. Yeah, I, I love that. It's ridiculous. <laughs> but one of the things I, I noticed most about it was the animation style. We were mentioning that CG design earlier, and it felt almost like someone had put them in a VR chat room. Uh, yes, that uh, recent phenomenon. It's mm-hmm. Yeah, it reminded me heavily of that, especially there's a part where it looks like the guy is supposed to be like patting down his body to say, oh, I'm animated, I'm animated, but his fingers are sort of phasing through his coat. Boy meets rock. Boy grabs rock, carries it with him. Rock comes to life, and they're elsewhere. You know, and they meet Uganda you know knuckles. Yeah. You know that old story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, what, a, what a lovely old story. Well, on, on the note of uh, rehash stories, we should probably talk about um, domestic nakanojo, also known as domestic girlfriend. Um, it is listed as eki. Um, it is a shonen school romance drama, and um, well, I'll, I'll read the plot to you, and you can uh, decide for yourself. In an attempt to forget his feelings for his teacher, Natsuo Fujini goes to a mixer with his classmates. He meets an odd girl named Rui. In a strange turn of events, Rui asks Natsuo to sneak out with her. The destination is Rui's house and a request is for him to... Maybe give give her a favor. Give give her a favor. <laughs> Say be, that. Be be, be, be special. Uh, spend some special quality friends. time with her. <laughs> Um, there's no love behind the act and she just wants to learn from the experience and thinking it might help him forget about his interest in Hina the teacher Natsuo hesitantly agrees he later finds out his father's remarried and he ends up with a new pair of stepsisters I think we might have heard this plot before I think I know who the stepsisters are going to be do do you want to take a wild stab? Hina and Rui. Oh, who would have thought? So now he's living with both the teacher he loves and the girl with whom he had his first time in an unexpected love triangle. This just sounds wonderfully awkward. I cannot wait to start it. I mean, that always is kind of your (laughs) humour. That's the kind of stuff you go for. Yeah, I just want to see people squirt. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I do have to point out that this is actually from a very long-running manga. It's got 17 volumes released already. Very long, considering it was only monthly releases. That's pretty long. Um, But it looks like the typical sibling love triangle, but fortunately without the questionable blood relatives point to it. Which for Western audiences, is, you know, for many of us, is a bit odd. Um, for for some okay. otaku, they they may like that. I mean, well, 
everyone's got a fetish, I guess. Um, but uh, yeah. sorry, does not sore for you. <laughs> yeah, I'd say with the, this one airs. Um, it doesn't have a rating of uh, R or MA or anything, but considering the content, it probably will end up being N15 mm-hmm. plus. And the way they've gotten around it is it's airing at Saturday at 2 a.m. in the morning. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I think we've noticed a bit of a trend as well that if it's R-rated and it's violent, it's not in the middle of the night. But Which if it's fascinating. Ecky, it is. Honestly, it says Eki, but I didn't notice much Eki in the trailer. Maybe we You haven't seen the manga. Do oh. I want to see the oh. <laughs> no, yeah. You are in for a treat. This okay. one. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll give it a look. Look, um, if it's Eki for Eki's sake, usually it's a bit unpalatable, but if it's part of a comic relief, yeah, now this sort try. of thing, you know, it's g- going to be supremely awkward for many people. But if that's your thing, that's your thing. We mm-hmm. don't judge. Now, I, I think I will let you take the reins on this one, Kenny, because you are ecstatic about this next anime. Very. It um it comes from legendary studio Tezuka, and um and yeah, uh, we we did mention him uh, briefly, I believe, in uh, the mm-hmm. previous segment. He is Godfather big Godfather of anime. Uh, it's simply that. Anime, as we know it, is based off his almost his original designs. Mm-hmm. His um, his designs for eyes and face structure and for lines and drawing. So there is an stuff. incredible legacy behind this piece, and this one actually comes from one of his produced way back in the mid '60s, Dororo. Mm-hmm. The plot of this is that a great samurai lord has bartered away his newborn son's organs and body parts to forty-eight demons in exchange for dominance on the battlefield. Who does that? Uh, terrible fathers, I guess. <laughs> um, now, this uh, abandoned, limbless, organless infant does not, in fact, die, and it, in fact, finds its way into the hands of a more devoted parent who equips this uh, baby with artificial limbs and organs, prosthetics, <laughs> trains it to fight, and then lets him loose on the world to find the 48 demons who stole his body parts and to co- kill them all. Wow. And this, like, there was an original anime for this a very long time ago. There was a live-action film not too long ago, in fact, back in uh, 2004, I believe. That was uh, actually filmed in New Zealand, believe it or not. Wow, good figure. Cannot wait to start this anime. And, yeah, so this is a rebooted version of it with just spectacular-looking animation. Mm-hmm. It's. I was so happy when I saw that trailer. I think this is going to be my uh, megalo box of the season, to be honest. The Ooh. one I just utterly obsess over. That's, There's that's one per year, I figure. Mm-hmm. Those big now, the re- you did mention the reboot um, being a reboot. Like The original manga was 1967, and then the anime for it, which ran for 26 episodes, was in 69. A two-year gap from, from a manga to an anime right. back in the 60s it's is It's fantastic. Huge. It's like normally it takes 10 years. Like back in those days, it would take 10 years to go from mm-hmm. manga to anime. It's I'd say it was partly due to the resounding success of Astro Boy. Mm. Totally, yeah. It's yeah. Um, They're like, well, this guy... Just whatever he touches turns to gold, so we'll let him do what he wants. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, he did pass away um, a few years ago, but his studio is still going on and still producing very similar work, so they've got that, that same ideal and heart, which is, is beautiful. Well, on that note of beautiful art, Endro. Um, now, we, we touched on Konosuba earlier, and if you've seen that, I feel like this is like a super past- pastel version of uh, Konosuba, like, sort of like Konosuba with... The colour palette of Madoka Magica. 
it's a slice of life magic fantasy. Girls attend a school for adventures in order to defeat the demon king when he appears again. And though a bit absent-minded, Yusha has the body of a hero. The holy elf sailor's troubles never end because she's too serious. The cheerful warrior Fai loves to eat. And Mei is a quiet otaku magician. <laughs> um, this is so isekai it hurts and I love it. It's... Frankly, it just looks adorable. I don't think it's going to be anything like serious. I don't think it's going to wow us in any way, but I do just want to watch it because it looks so damn cute. I think the moment you attach slice of life to any fantasy genre anime, immediately all of the concerns of whether the plot's going to go anywhere go out the window. I'm a sucker for world building, and I suspect that's actually going to play a major role in it. Well, it's going to be running for, we believe, 12 episodes. And uh, it's original. It's not based off any mangas, any light novels or anything. Someone's just come up with this and went with it. And uh, you can catch it on Sunday at uh, 1 a.m. in the morning, um, funnily enough. Uh, we should also probably mention Dororo uh, is on Mondays at uh, 22.30, so 10.30 at night. And uh, Domestic Girlfriend is on Saturdays at 2 a.m. Did you guys notice anything familiar about the way they were holding the cards in the trailer? No. To Endro? No. Gave me Yu-Gi-Oh vibes. Oh, no. You think so? They were holding the card... Card games we'll, on we'll motorcycles? We'll just have to wait and oh, see. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> the meme has resurfaced. It has come back. Well... The next one is actually one of two Netflix animes we're going to be touching on. Mm. It's made by Studio Perot, which I've always had a soft spot for. And it's called Hero Mask. It's uh, set in an alternative timeline of London and follows the story of James Blood. Yeah, it, uh, James Blood. it already 007. sounds as dramatic as can be. I uh, already managed to catch a couple of episodes of this on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, is there as many coffee and guns as there were in the trailer? <laughs> that, that, that trailer was glorious. It's just like all we know is everyone ha- drinks coffee, has guns, cars and yes, smartphones. It's just a constant, uh, constant flashes of people sipping coffees, drawing guns and driving cars up to locations. It's, the trailer tells you barely anything about it, but it looks like it um, embraces a sort of cyberpunk tech, um, very, very unusual verging on paranormal technology. Wow. One of the characters has a mask which is basically a piece of paper which he flicks, it folds like origami, he wears it on his face and suddenly he is someone else. Yeah, so th- the whole plot behind this is that uh, good old James Blood is an officer in the Special Service of Crime Division and uh, the Crown Prosecutor suddenly dies while working on a case involving a corporation called Live Corporation, leaving her underling Sarah Sinclair to pick up the pieces. So James and Sarah naturally team up. It's got a good mystery vibe to it. Um, I'm interested to see where it goes. Yeah. Well, one thing which has got piqued my interest on it is the fact that they say enemies long thought dead so people as you said possibly wearing masks and masquerading as dead criminals or whatever else might pop up but uh, I'll I'll give it a shot the artwork looks beautiful Mm, Um, very cool I have noticed it is getting quite a lot of hate online but watch for yourself and make up your own mind Um, the forums on uh, anime list and on reddit uh, some people have very strong opinions on it yeah that's the thing though everyone's everyone's a critic everyone has their own tastes Mm -hmm. the best thing to do is to just watch something and decide for yourself give it the one episode treatment give it the three episode treatment yeah the next one I think I'll let Coco um, Kaguya Summer Love is War oh this looks amazing it's a comedy psychologically 
These people are damaged. Oh, God, yes. Romance. All right, Miyuki Shogane is the student council president of Shuchin Academy, working alongside the vice president of Kaguya Shinomiya. Despite being dubbed the perfect couple by students, they're not interested. They're not in any sort of romantic relationship. (laughs) Um, However, after spending so much time together, they actually do develop feelings for one another. Unfortunately, neither is willing to confess because that would be a sign of weakness. So Ooh. their pride is on the line. Um, and but, but they can't ignore their feelings. So they embark on a quest to do whatever is necessary to get a confession out of the other person. <laughs> so they can it's keep such their a power pride play. In. So, yeah, so their pride can stay intact. Um, pride, is, that is the word. Pride to rival this Vegeta. Is by, this is by A1. Which, we know that they do good stuff. Like, I mean, A1's underneath Anaplex, um, mm-hmm. which is one of their subsidiaries, and I, I can't help it. I love their art style. So the, the crew that work for A1 just seem to consistently put out the same beautiful art style. Mm-hmm. I just love a comedy of errors. This looks great. Yeah. Honestly, I'm so ready just to start watching it. It airs at uh, 23.30 on Saturday, so that's 11.30 p.m. In Japan, wow. So that's uh, you, you're going to be waiting a Sunday night, most people, I think. To, um, mm-hmm. to get a hold of a copy of it. Um, we do need to talk about magical girls. <laughs> they are never far from any discussion. Well, I mean, you have a look at how many pop up every season, but um, this one... They're always in a different kind of situational flavour. It's always something interesting. The, the real question is whether or not they're wearing pants and whether or not they can turn into fighter jets, really, these days. Yes, that fighter jet one. What very, very strange. Um, but th- this one's another R-rated um, anime. Um, it's... Magical Girls Special Ops Osaka. And it's airing at 2am on a Saturday. It's a sign and magic drama, um, which would make you think with a 2am time slot it might be a little bit risque. It's not. It is just very violent, apparently. Supremely violent, from the tr- what the trailer has to say. And we're seeing a, a, quite a surge of these violent Magical Girls. We had Magical Girls site, which was horrific. Um, like oh they, loved, they loved blowing people up. They loved cutting people in half. right to the... Oh. I haven't seen anything like it in an animation, honestly. That was an emotional thrill ride. But yeah, um, Magical Girl Spec Ops looks to be about the same. Yeah, well, it's an invasion of creatures from the land of the dead. Mankind, who was on the verge of crisis, was saved by the efforts of magical girls who had obtained a mysterious magical power. Three years later, some new incidents started to occur and thus the magical girls have to leave their normal lives and go back to saving the world. With shotguns and all sorts of other things. So they weren't magical girls during three three years. Well, I think they just kind of gave up being magical girls. Like, I can go back to college. I think what I got from the trailer is that sort of like, what happens to magical girls after they save the world and are famous for doing so? And this looks like the government has stepped in and said, we need your uh, superpowers to defeat homeland terrorists. What the hell? it, It feels a lot like... Well, someone's taken that whole magical girl idea and kind of shoved it in with the whole government-run agency that we saw in, like, Full Metal Alchemist, that sort of idea of a government controlling the superpower to do their bidding. I kind of like the idea. But the, the, the studio that made it, Little uh, Lidden Films, is actually the one that made uh, Arslan Senki and Terraformers, both which are very well-known anime. Terraformers being the uh, anime looking at Mars, where um, they try to populate Mars and change the uh, atmosphere and environment for it and accidentally created superbug villains. So, Manaria Friends. 
What did you guys think of that? Because I thought it looked adorable. I have a lot of questions. And they're not they're not bad questions. They're just there's a lot to ask. Well, this is set in the same world as Rage of Bahamut. Well, let me give you the synopsis. The Mysteria Academy is a prestigious magic school that teaches magic. Funny oh. that. Uh, without discrimination to three factions, men, gods and demons, um, who are usually engaged in battle with one another. Two of the Academy students are Anne, a princess mm. and honor student, and Greer, a prison- another princess... Born from a dragon and a human. A lot of princesses going on around here. Mm. Um, yeah, I thought that it looked interesting. Mm. Like, similar I, to Konosuba I, I, in I the I want to animation. give it my love. I do. Yes. But I have a bad feeling. From what I remember, you weren't very keen on this, and it was just because I was like, oh, it could be cute. Uh, it's, 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 it's not that. It's, it's set in the Rage of Bahamut universe, which is really... Not really well, cute, is it? Well, no, it's not. It's not. <laughs> I mean, if you've seen the characters in the first Rage of Bahamut, it's a very different art style if you're looking for, like, I yeah. think maybe Zuka this style. is supposed to be sort of like an oasis away from all the horrors of it the war. It took me a while to get used to, to, to the protagonist oh, from that. But it I did, did get used to it. Oh, don't, get, don't get me wrong. I loved it. It was great. I just had a real hard time adjusting after coming off something like Kaon or a Kokoku, <laughs> where it's very traditional, you know, Tezuka-style animation, where they're the big eyes. Whereas this is by CY Games Studios, CY Games Pictures, which is a game company, which is what Rage of Bahamut is based on. Um, and also, it only runs for 15 minutes, and I've been burnt by that before. Oh, short forms are usually... Is like pretty quick. You, you can make an assessment quite fast when you that start watching That is true, them. yeah. From what we saw from the trailer, though, visually quite stunning. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I will be interested because it did actually have a manga which ran for 16 chapters from 2016 to 17. So, But it hasn't actually started. It's actually airing this weekend, um, which is on uh, Jan 21. Um, so, so I guess we'll see what it's about soon mm-hmm. enough. We Wicked. definitely will. Now, we're going to do some time travelling it seems, for this one. Um, This is Meiji Tokyo Renka, and Mei Ayazuki is transported through time to the Meiji period by Charlie, a self-proclaimed magician. So I don't think it's really self-proclaimed when he can actually transport you through time. Or or whether it was on purpose, that's the question. So she ends up in a strange Meiji-era Tokyo where the existence of ghosts is accepted and normal. And she is taken to the Roku Meikan, a two-story building that was a controversial symbol of westernization in the Meiji period. Looks sort of a little bit like the White House. She is greeted by historical figures, and while interacting with them, she discovers that she is a Tamayori, someone who can see ghosts. And due to these powers, her relationship with the men begins to change as she gets to know these handsome men. In a new era she just can't get used to, a love begins to grow within her. I can't say they're Kyoto boys, can I? (laughs) (laughs) so what was her life before that because obviously no one cares and it's completely turned into this and that's all but i mean uh, if someone is a self-proclaimed magician and can actually make you time travel ghost doesn't seem that yeah out of the ordinary that much of a leap but uh it's a historic kind of, drama, yeah. sort of. It's With historic romance fiction. and fantasy and shoujo. It is. Yeah, it looks is like fun. It is a reverse harem. It uh, yeah, the visual style and the way they were presenting these uh, gorgeous men to the ladies. It reminded me heavily of uh, Oran High School Host Club, uh, yeah. another past favorite of mine. It, it feels like they've grabbed Oran and they've grabbed Homes of Kyoto from a couple of seasons back and mushed them together. Yeah, yeah. And then oh. just took it back in time. Loved Homes. And I, I feel like it will be very interesting, but the question is going to see 
where it goes because this originated from a game. It's not actually from a novel. It's not a, a manga. It's from a video game. Ooh, don't so say dating game, please. Da- it's a dating game. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> really? So oh, my God. That's why we don't care where she comes from. That's why she immediately <laughs> goes into this... Cra- that's the fish out of the out of water thing. Yeah. You're going to try and find that game, aren't you, Coco? No, <laughs> not. Well, it's airing on Unless Wednesdays really at 11.30pm in Japan. So look for it on Thursday afternoon. It's should be popping up somewhere near you. Uh, now, this is the big hitter. This is one everyone online has been talking about. Woo. It's the second season of Mob Psycho 100. And uh, whew, I'm, I'm very interested. I have a confession to make. I have not watched Mob Psycho 100 season one. I know. Shun me, shun me. I started on the anime and I caught a bit of the live action version of it on Netflix. Oh no, was it any good? Was uh, it? I know there's like a thing about Netflix having sort of like live action ones that are not great, but uh, yeah, it's actually, it's okay. The it, anime is well, honestly it, better. Is it Western live action or Eastern live action? Oh, it's Eastern live okay, action. Well, that's, okay. that's still, it's um, we, we've seen what Full Metal Alchemist live action looks like, and that's incredible. Mm-hmm. And then we've also seen Death Note. <laughs> <laughs> no, we didn't. We, we, we don't, don't talk, talk about, about Death that. Note. Um, so what I found was that the animation style, like it, it, it lulled me into a sense of, oh, this is kind of a funny little looking story. And oh, my God, this is getting dark. <laughs> this is a bit depressing. And suddenly explosions uh, and death everywhere. Actually, not that depressing. Mm. Like, I felt like there was a snot bubble talking to him. I'm sounding very yeah, it's, uneducated um, right now because <laughs> there clearly is a story there's... Behind that. So let, let, let's, uh, let, let's actually tell people what Mob Psycho is about. Okay. So Kagiyama Shigio, a.k.a. Mob... I'd love to know how he gets the name, is an 8th grader with psychic abilities. And from a young age, he's been able to bend spoons and lift objects with the mind. But as he's aged, he's began to hide those abilities because people don't behave very good when he does it. Now, the only thing he wants is to become friends with a girl in his class. And with his psychic mentor, who has no psychic powers, he continues his daily life attempting to realise his purpose in life. Now, the manga was very popular. It ran from 2012 to 2017, 109 chapters in all, and it's been animated by Bones, which will be very familiar to anyone who's watched Fullmetal Alchemist, uh, Boku no Hero, and plenty of the other manga adaptations. I have to say, the animation style reminded me a little bit of One Punch Man. Mm. Yeah, it's. um, I actually have my own private confession. Before I had actually seen Mob Psycho or actually even heard the title, I actually saw like scenes of it, clips or pictures from it, and I thought it was sort of like a predecessor to One Punch Man. This was like, this was him when he still had hair. <laughs> but before he lost yes. his hair. <laughs> and I know, a stupid kind of a thing to make, but... Uh, Origin story. Yeah. <laughs> well, at this point, we don't have a um, run uh, length. There were, we're, we're guessing about 11, uh, 12 episodes, maybe 13, if they had a special in there, because they that's what they ran for for the first season of Mob Psycho. Um, but that's airing on Mondays at 11pm, so you'll catch it on all your streaming services on Tuesday. Um, we promise we'll be more or educated on Mob Psycho next time we come around to chat into it because we are going to play catch up. We'll sit down and have a watch. Yeah, now the, the next one is another sequel. The Morose Mononokian 2. Also Piero Studios. Oh. Piero Plus. He's Morose. Um, so this continues the story of Hanai Ashia, a high schooler who is working as a yokai exorcist to pay off a debt for his own exorcism. His boss is his classmate, 
Haroit Suki Abeno, who he must now help guide spirits back to the underworld. Now, I'm pretty eh on this yeah, one. I didn't know what to make of it. Yeah, I feel like colors. It, it's got everything there. But I haven't seen the first season, so I don't know That's another catch up. how to feel about it. Um, it seems like it could have a really interesting um, plot and storyline to it. I mean, paying off your own debt for an exorcism. How much does an exorcism cost? Like, uh, in this economy? Where would, you, where would you even... You'd probably go to Craigslist if you wanted to find an exorcist, wouldn't uh, you? No, no, Gumtree. You <laughs> yeah, but then they'd, they'd, Sorry, is this exorcism still bar- available? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> have to barter or something yeah. they just keep on offering the wrong uh, trade on beer economy yeah, yeah beer economy might work way, well it airs on Saturdays at 9pm rated PG and it's adapted from a web manga um, also did eventually become a, a proper um, paper manga as well mm-hmm. um, and uh, the next one is for all the Neko fans out there my roommate is a cat meow it's this it's yeah. an anime about a guy getting a cat man lives with cat cat has big anime eyes I mean what? Yeah, it's uh, okay. To give more detail on the plot, uh, novelist Subaru Mikazuki is not good with talking to other people. He meets Haru, a stray cat, and the pair begin to live together. I uh, kind of wonder how that's going to go. Uh, the story Just one focuses of his seven homes, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> the story focuses on them living together and the happiness they gain together. No, I mean, it looks cute and heartwarming. Interesting eyes on it. But he looks at the cat in a very disturbing way. Yeah. yeah, they've got a lot of looks that pass between them. Where is furtive glances. Yeah, the, the cat's a girl. Um, On oh, principle, I'm saying yes to this because oh, yeah, yeah. it's about It's about a, a cat. cat. And it's slice of life and comedy yeah. and it's going to be the cat destroying his house. And it's going to be hilarious. Or yeah, it's, is it? It looks, it looks like it's going to be it's just It's rated something... PG so we can promise there won't be anything bad in there. That's... I mean, yeah, Good. I figure this is going to be a lot like laid-back camp. It's just going to be a comfy experience of just feelings and man with cat. I, I think they just needed the to kind of really reconsider that look that they went and put in the, uh, the clips. The eyes are very disconcerting on the cat. Yeah. It's, it's got big, human eyes, doesn't it? It does. Very big it's got human, human anime red, eyes. Red. Anime eyes. Mm. What? Like, I mean, we've seen them put cats, like people who turn into cats in other animes, and their eyes still look like cat eyes with a human tinge to them. This just looks like... I figure it's, you know, to actually illustrate the sort of like the, you know, emotional bond that they gain mm. between each other. There's, you know, give it more expressive eyes, perhaps. Mm. Well, My Roommate is a Cat is on Wednesdays at 23.30, 11.30 at night in Japan. I'd like to talk about this next one, yeah. The Price of Smiles, because... I have no idea really what it's about. Even after reading, like, this, this, so this is the story. 12-year-old Yuki Soleil. Soleil is French for sun, actually. Hmm. Um, it's the princess of the special territory of Harland. She struggles with her responsibility, but is supported by her childhood friend and bodyguard, Joshua. During a meeting with the government, Yuki is told they can extend their non-aggression pact with the Grandiga Empire. Uh, it's that since she's a princess, maybe she's acting in charge. Mm-hmm. However, the truce with their neighbouring empire is not as it seems. Now, this is a synopsis I had to dig through the internet to find yeah. because the, the actual information online just talks about her spending lovely time with her companions. This is a military story. This is, this is military and mecha. This is... And drama and fantasy. I wonder if it's another gate. I don't, I don't feel like it'll quite be close to So the JSDF mm-hmm. went there, but um, military fantasy drama mm-hmm. and slice of life? 
Yeah, so I don't get it. When we see Yuki, we have slice of life, but the war, that doesn't matter. I didn't see much in the trailer that really intrigued me until we got to that shot of the outside dome area. Mm. That intrigued me. Very well, cool. The, the animation is quite nice. The character design reminds me a lot of Dan Machi, i.e., mm-hmm. um, is it bad to pick up girls in a dungeon? The intro song has a really nice feel to it, it fits really well with the visuals. And it's familiar mechatropes with a cliche young Lolita dressed princess character, which is, you know, it's hitting all the tropes. Bing, 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 bing. But the series was created as part, and this is the interesting part, of the Tatsunoko Productions 55th anniversary celebration. Now, the oh. studio was founded in 1962. Its list of anime is not as impressive as some of its competitors. But its animators went on to form two other, well, many other studios, but two very respective and well-known ones, JC Staff and Perot. Oh wow! Okay, so it's got a long ha- it's got a long history, and I I feel like they having such a long history wouldn't just pump out a cheap lolly slice of life. I feel like there's got to be more depth to it than we're given. Yeah, there mm-hmm. seems to be a bit of profoundness in what I saw. Now I I won't ruin um the big reveal for the end of the first episode, but let's just say that things are not as they seem in that initial cuddly happy everything is going well and the world is great. Um, There are other things at play. There's stuff to do with a council who is actually the ones who are really controlling the government and she's just meant to be there as an advisor. Mm -hmm. Um, But it could could be something great. It could be something bad. Um, We won't know until we get, I'd say maybe three, maybe five episodes in. Mm -hmm. There are 12 episodes that we're going to get of this. It's going to air on Fridays at 21.30, so half nine at night. Yeah. Should be a good laugh. Yeah, it'd be good to see what it's like. Mm. Now, this one has been touted as quite an interesting one. If you're into your mystery, your horror, your sci-fi, your kids getting themselves in a bad situation, <laughs> the promised Netherland is right up your alley. Orphans at Gracefield House believe they live in a paradise. They are never overlooked and all are adopted by the age of 12. But there is only one rule they must not break. Do not leave the orphanage. Two curious orphans decide to look outside the gates one day and discover the truth behind their existence. And this all happens in the first episode. The children must now work together to somehow change their fate. When I watched that video, the first thing I thought was, more barcodes! Uh, <laughs> yes, they, uh, they get barcodes tattooed on them. I, I think barcode tattoos are so Matrix error. <laughs> oh. I'm used to seeing them as tramp stamps. <laughs> oh, Christ, like, dude, really? Yeah. <laughs> What, what, like, so these girls have... bend over at the grocery and accidentally scan an additional thing? <laughs> <laughs> like, I've just seen them around. I think it was a popular choice. Yeah, I've, uh, I've seen it on like you know arms and shoulders, but I just feel like the barcodes is a very odd choice. Um, uh, mentally, this is based off a manga, so I'm, I'm not sure how old the manga is. It might have been during that time frame. Fun fact. Mm-hmm. The scanner scans not the black bits of the barcode, but the bits in between. This has been Fun Facts with Coco. <laughs> Oh, uh, the anime itself, um, anime itself looks very visually interesting. Mm. I was actually strangely reminded a little of Attack on Titan. Yeah, actually, More especially like with the, the sky, the sky, the sort of the imposing kind of atmosphere. It mm. Seemed very. It gave me the creeps. And it's it's meant to because. I'm not entirely sure of the full plot and I'm not going to read it for spoilers, but I do know it has something to do with monsters. And my bet is going to be that they're not adopted. They're fed. They're fed to the monsters. That is, that is our running theory anyway. Mm. I can't wait to see it myself. I, yeah. I am a sucker for a good mystery. Mm-hmm. And on, on the note of mysteries, um, we have another one which has um, 
gone out, um, I believe it's on Netflix as well, Revisions. So this is our other one um, from Netflix, which uh, I, I have mixed feelings on this. I want this to be good. Mm. I, I've seen the visuals and I look at it and I go, this could be amazing as long as they don't fall into the traps that we've seen so many other mecha anime fall into. So Daisuke Tojima, Daisuke, oh, so Daisuke. cute. Daisuke. Arigato. Uh, and his childhood friends are sent 300 years into the future where the world has become a desolate wilderness filled with ruined cities and mechanical monsters known as revisions. They look a little bit like some of the angels from Neon Genesis as far as face structure go, but some of them are That's the vibe legs. Um, they pilot robots to fight the revisions and save the future. Now, the names of the robots are... Bleh. They're, they're not great. Like they, I think they're called like string puppets or something, which just sounds bad. Um, I like the whole puppet imagery. Yeah, but if, if it's a puppet, you've got to be outside it, not inside it. Not I think I think you're not, thinking not too not much into this. Uh, Kenkuro from no, actually he is outside it. Yes, it's, but people end up inside uh, them and dying. And <laughs> anyway, um, okay, but, on. but weird um, it, it's on. it's an action sci-fi mecha. The animation's really quite pretty, but once again, we are in that weird sort of hybrid zone of 3D and traditional animation. And there are the, plenty of those this season. The trailer makes the animation of the 3D look a bit jerky, yeah, and that's where does, I'm worried. Like the, the what, what you were saying about a low frame rate, I feel like the background has been filmed at uh, 25 or 50 frames and the foreground has been framed at a lower speed. Or they filmed it at 30 frames per second and mm. then for the purposes of editing... Had to we could simply 25. be looking at a case of YouTube compression here, though. This we could, could we simply could. be... But, I mean, we, we saw that with things like The Dragon Prince and while I, that's a Western animation and while I love it, you the movement for the 3D was a bit choppy and a bit slow. And that that's something I always worry about when we go for 3D animation. Like Somehow uh, the idle animes seem to nail it for like movements yeah. being quite fluid, but other, other studios seem to sometimes just miss the mark ever so slightly and you end up in that sort of uncanny valley. We'll yes, have to yes. give it a go. I'm mm-hmm. looking forward to it. Mecha mm. anime. Why not? Now, the, this next one is an isekai, which I have been avoiding for the past two years. And I feel very silly for doing it now. How come? Um, It kept popping up in my suggested reads list on my manga app. And I kept going, oh, it's just another one where it's... Another isekai. It's another isekai where it hasn't got anything unusual about it. Isekai is uh, average normal person transported to fantasy world. It's it's literally spirited away. It's a common trope. Yeah. It is the flavor of the month. Totally is. Even isekai mangas make reference to that fact that being transported to another world is so in right now <laughs> um, and I love the fact that it's just become an in-joke it's why we have Konosuba Konosuba is mocking all of the isekai animes because it goes yeah you arrive with a powerful sword or a special power or whatever no no you're, you're, you're going to lose everything and it's going to go poorly yeah um, as far as Rising Shield Hero goes though um, with Fate of the World in balance the king of Melramark summons four unsuspecting heroes from modern J Japan Given the title of Shield Hero, Otaku Naofumi Iwatsani is labelled as the weakest because he gets a shield. Yeah. Shields are cool. Shields are cool, but then there's the, when you compare it to other people who've got swords and axes and bows and staffs and stuff like that. wonder if he's a hikikimori. That, that'd be a very interesting... Um, uh, mm. yeah. Now, uh, the heroes part ways to start their various journeys and uh, Namofi has one willing companion, the Princess Malti Melramark. However, 
She betrays and robs him before accusing him of taking physical advantage of her. Mm. For his alleged crimes, Naofumi is branded as a criminal and made an outcast of society. With hatred filling his heart, he sets out alone, vowing vengeance against those who wronged him. Now, I was not expecting that. Yeah, that's, that yeah. is a very great, enormous it's a departure. a bit of a serious... It is. Like, events, I, I, as it? I've said, I've been avoiding this for the past two years and not because... I, I, I never read the synopsis. The synopsis, you have a look for the manga on any of the sites. It's not talking about the betrayal. It's talking about the being transported and becoming a shield hero and power and all that. But it, it, it's surprising to see them do an isekai where someone's given the hero powers and then having all of their responsibility and pride taken away. Yeah, everything's just usurped, flips on its head. It's... Uh, very different direction to take this sort of thing. Mm. And I mean, the, the manga has been highly rated um, for the past few years, so I, I expect good things. It's 25 episodes long, and that's airing on Wednesdays at 10pm, so expect that on Thursday. I want to know about that bird. Which bird? The bird that looked strange. The bird that looked strange. Yes. Oh, the, the one in the trailer, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> of, of course you want to know about the bird. Well, we've got two left to uh, knock off. One is a sequel. That's Star Blazers Space Battleship Yamato 2202. Now, a lot this, of you will know, this, will know that name. Yamato is a pretty big part of history. The original itself is from 1974. And then they did a reboot in 2012. And this is the sequel of the reboot. So this is set three years after the war with the Gamillas. The solar system is now at peace once more. The Earth has been restored. All damage has been fixed. And a peace treaty is formed between Earth and the Gamillas to strengthen their military bond and secure their true peace in the galaxy. And they they create a defence fleet. But when a new threat called the Gatlantis starts to wreak havoc, the goddess Teresa calls upon the Yamato one more time in order to fight the new threat. Looks gorgeous. It's stunning. Start out with that. It's beautiful. Hmm. Oh, I love everything. Gold. The beginning. <laughs> Gold. <laughs> it has got 26 episodes as well, so it's clearly been given a decent budget as long as they don't splurge it like Neon Genesis did. Um, well, Space that, Battleship Yamato is um, its a very long-running series. It's, it's, it's a pillar in anime, isn't it? It really is. And um, that one also has had a live-action movie which I caught on SBS some time ago. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, just from what I got from that, I so really want to watch that series. It looks amazing. Mm-hmm. I feel like I heard somewhere that it's actually been inspired by uh, Battleship Potemkin. Is that true? I, I believe it might be. We'll, we'll have to do some research yeah. when we do a special we'll on um, Yamato. Uh, I, I figure as far as Battleship Yamato goes, because of its importance in anime and in manga... We may have to devote an entire segment to that some other time. I'm good with that. Yeah, and the studio that's doing it as well um, is uh, Exabec, which is actually a subsidiary of Sunrise, the studio that gave us Cowboy Bebop. So you're going to see a lot of similar animation styles that you've seen over the years from them. They've got quite a few subsidiary companies and them themselves being a subsidiary of Namco Bandai. My God, that is a multi-layered company. Mm -hmm. When is uh, this one Or Battleship. It's actually unclear. They haven't got a set date yet Mm -hmm. um, for when it's airing and what times, unfortunately. So once we do know, we will let everyone else let you know. All right. I. It it was so busy. We watched the first episode of this just last night, in fact. I didn't want to watch it. It You know that. Honestly, I felt like for quite a while, 
for a lot of the scenes in the alternate world, I felt like I could just screenshot something. It'd be a really pretty background. Yeah, that's the like, thing about this anime. It felt like is, a music video, yeah. It yeah. is pretty. That's that's basically what it is. It's a music video. It's it, it kind of assaulted my eyes. <laughs> there was so much, tad, so yeah. much going on. Like, I mean, th- th- this will appeal to some people, and it's only going to run for thirteen episodes, standard standard twenty four minutes. Um, and it's by Studio Gohan. Who hi? I suspect Gohans have a real thing about hands. It Maybe seems to too. pop up in everything they do. Yeah, yeah, it does. Like it's a theme in their animes. It's the name of their company. Well, it's everything. It was really satisfying watching him spin the tables. It was. Uh, yeah, so uh, it was we, we should really probably explain what this is about. So yeah. Yukiya, who is probably 14 years old. I, I love the fact that in their official synopsis, they say he's probably 14 years old. Quote, unquote. Yeah. Spends his time DJing alone due to his father's influence. He's listened to house music since he was young and he uploads videos online. He wants to convey something to someone. He wants to be recognised and become important. But getting hurt is scary. This Where is the official synopsis. Where were they going with this? Um, one day while trying to get more views, he does something that can't be undone and he sees a live broadcast from that world. Yukiya believes he can't do anything alone, but that he could accomplish something if he were doing it together with someone else. So I need to, need to clarify that all of that is wrong. So that world is some... Okay, it seems there is an alternate or parallel world where... People, if they hold hands, can teleport to. Yeah, that's that the, is the plot. That's the desk, pretty desktop background world. Yeah. yeah, that's the thing, though. It's like, for all that was happening, for whenever a character appeared or said anything, for whenever they tried to explain something about their past, I found myself just sitting there on the couch saying, okay, explain yourself. No, no, come back, explain that. No, please. It also, what you're doing it, now, explain. Like that, they had a lot of scenes and transitions which could have been re- really used very well to introduce the character with other... So this guy's releasing his videos online. He wants to be sharing his music with the world mm-hmm. and people are listening to his music in his live streams. Mm-hmm. And they then show all these people one after another listening to it and from any so it's filmic it's He's from any filmic point of view you go no interspace that put him doing ordinary tasks or practicing his dj kit or moving it around like build a bit of momentum so you know that it's this guy and it felt like they were just data dumping these are all the people involved in the anime yeah it felt like they were just trying to get as much out there as they could all at once and not really focusing on the narrative, more but focused on starting. I mean, mm. I didn't find that so much a problem because when it first, when it starts, that's what happens. And I was like, mm. okay, well, this is the lead in. But then the fact that it happened again yeah. left me a bit confused. You weren't really sure where the anime started because there was that weird mm. introductory feels, thing where they go and then they went three years later and it felt like they started the anime feels again. like they skipped the first act yeah honestly yeah. it's a lot of this the way i looked at it it will make a fine music video clip oh it, yeah it looks like that's what they were going to for and then they thought hey uh we should uh we should make a story about this somewhere oh uh, let's give it a novel try. i mean look it's, it's an original production by gohans um their back catalog isn't massive um the I think they probably could have done a lot of work to make the official synopsis a lot clearer. Who um, knows? Maybe maybe it gets better as time goes on. But I mean, it's, Don't know. The, the art style and the way it's all presented reminds mm-hmm. me a lot of Monogatari um, with the, the very beautiful visual colours, the dialogue, discussions of things that are meant to be a lot deeper. 
Um, but I just feel like for a first episode, they kind of missed the mark. Mm. I do have to give a special mention to the animation of him spinning the decks. I know I've yeah. mentioned this before, yeah, yeah. but I thought it I was I got a serious beautiful. DJ hero vibe from that. I was it just was like, is this a gorgeous. promo for a new DJ hero? so... So, was that a DJ hero? <laughs> yeah, well, that's, was, that's pretend I didn't say that. <laughs> it was so smooth, um, so well done. Yeah, I loved the movement in those scenes. Yeah, the soundtrack as well to accompany yeah. like the yeah. like the swift and like very Gorgeous very clean uh, animation of mm-hmm. him actually DJing. Uh, I do have to admit that I don't think it was particularly accurate, and I think if you're a DJ, watch it and you can criticize it and let us know if it's true or not. <laughs> but that finishes the main list. We'll be right back with some of the anime that's continuing. Kawaii Fire Radio. So there are a bunch of animes which are coming back for their second season or continuing through. We've got, I think, about eight or nine big ones that are worth mentioning. Mm -hmm. So a certain magic index, number three. Now, that manga and light novel series has been going on for ages. The anime is having spun off Railgun. We've had season two of Index, Railgun 2. We've had the movie. And... Then nothing. And this and this synopsis halfway through season three. And things are only getting worse with Toma. Does this guy ever cut a break? No, he, he doesn't. Need, seriously. I want there to be just an off episode where he decides to say, uh, smoke all this. I'm going to a hot springs. He just gets zapped and bit and zapped and bit and then flamed and yeah, he does need a hot springs episode. He's yeah, it. I mean, I, I did find Index a lot harder to watch than Railgun. Railgun just felt so much more fun, um, and I, I blame it, the character of Index entirely for that. Um, <laughs> I, I, I want, I, I want to like her. I do, but she's everything that I don't want in my main characters. As far as like the second season go, Index contributed. She was a lot better in the second season, I did she, find. Because she wasn't there as much. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that is true. I noticed that. Um, it's running for 26 episodes, um, much like season one and two did. Uh, 23 minutes pop per episode. JC staff still on board doing that, airing Friday at 10pm. Um, it's halfway through, so about 14 episodes by now would have aired. So uh, if you want to check it out, it's available on a lot of streaming services at the moment. So this one, (laughs) which Kyle is just loving. I love this. I've been reading the manga. It's so good. Let's let's give a special shout out to our friend Val, who introduced Kyle to this as a manga. And I think they both created shockwaves around the world when they discovered that it was actually (laughs) being turned into an anime. And I think they screeched. So loud that it's for just some background time. information. Our friend Val lives in France, and uh, we were on uh, Skype at the time. And uh, I think we might have potentially broken her speakers. Yeah, <laughs> that, that was a yelling. very loud scream. <laughs> so um, the series is still going. Um, uh, this is oh. reincarnated as a slime, by the way. Where does it begin? It begins with a business businessman yeah. who saves someone. He, he uh, saves his underling. Um, so he's, he's uh, stabbed, isn't he? He's stabbed. He protects his. Um, his colleague. His colleague, his new young colleague, um, who he's is introducing him to his um, soon-to-be fiance, um, and a guy comes running along the street and he gets stabbed and dies as he's protecting his colleague from getting killed because he's like, well, I don't have a wife or a kids or a family or a future. I'm, just, but you do, and and then he cuts a break. I don't know if you'd really call it a break because he's he's thinking, (laughs) well, you you go, I've been reincarnated as a slime. 
Yes, because he, uh, he is in a fantasy world. He is now like the starting enemy a, of practically every JRPG ever, a slime, a little formless, takes, faceless mass of it, goo. It takes him a while to become self-aware and figure out how to eat, how to sleep, how to really behave. How to see. That was yeah. like one of the biggest challenges for him. Well, there is a... We, we should also mention this. It's not a him or a her. Because it. It, it's an it. It it's, started out it, as a him. But it started out as a him, but he no longer has a gender. Mm-hmm. Um, because slimes do not have genders. It's simply yeah. a thing. It's Yeah. But the fact that he's blessed with his own, like, you know, intelligence and some superior abilities, like the ability to simply absorb raw materials mm. or even, mm-hmm. in fact, enemies and yeah. monsters that try to eat him. And he simply, by the time he actually leaves the cave that he spawns in after a, quite some time, he's already super powered. So should we call him they? Uh, should we refer to it? Or well, it, 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 it's or from, this is the challenge. It's slime a, it's a Slime Sam. Slime Sam. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that works. Um, so this is the second so, half. So this is the second half. We've seen the first half. It covers up to a very large battle, um, which is all been in the works since the second episode you see um one of the demon lords doing some naughty stuff and we get to where we are now um with uh, the villagers and if you've watched it you know what i'm talking about i don't want to ruin it because it's a fantastic ride and the second half it's based on a manga and the manga i have a feeling that the series is actually going to overtake the manga by the time it's finished they're going to be close they're going to be very close together but it's going to overtake it because the amount of content we've chewed through already in those first mm. 12 episodes... Who knows? Perhaps there will be some good filler. Well, by the time the anime finished, they should have had just enough manga. Mm. Like, I'm, I'm, we're talking like one or two weeks leeway here um, for the 24 episodes. Cutting it close. And that's airing at midnight on Tuesday morning. Mm-hmm. Like... Yep. Oh, so good. Give it a watch. Give it a watch. It's, it's amazing. Personal favourite. It's a lot of fun. It's If you like fantasy, world building, and basically just overpowered main characters have a look speaking Mm. of fantasy and world building and overpowered characters (laughs) (laughs) let's move on sword art online alicization now i know Carito's overpowered and i don't care i i I enjoy this for the emotion that they've put into it he's quite humble as a character so he's not quite he's humble but he has that ego streak as well it's Sword Art Online has been pretty polarizing online mm. to critics and like to just general viewers of it. Yeah, it's there's going to be flaws in everything you watch. Mm. Everything is not going to appeal to mm-hmm. everyone, so but we quite enjoy the anime. It's mm-hmm. it's got its own style. It's rather nice to look at. Now, now we're about fourteen episodes into this at the moment as well, and the thing is, is that this is the Alicization arc, which is longer than any other arc had before it combined. And honestly. The atmosphere to this feels completely departed from the first and second season. Like the, the first and second season really pushed that whole Carito's the best at everything. Mm. And they're probably going to stick with that and that's kind of how it works for these type of um, animes. But in this one, he's attacked in the real world and gets stabbed in the first episode and goes into a coma. Uh, not really spoiler. Not, not really a spoiler. Episode. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he's placed inside a full dive system he's been helping to develop, which is designed to create real artificial intelligence in the artificial world, which can eventually be brought into the real world. And it's likely, based on the novels, to hit 50 plus episodes before they stop. Mm-hmm. Which, for Sword Art, when we're used to 12 episode drips and drabs, is massive for them to just churn that out in a year. 
And like to put this in perspective, it's like when uh, Kirito arrives in this fantasy world, if you look at the first and second season, he is a badass when he starts off. He's, he always is. But in this one, he doesn't start off as a badass and it looks like he is in this world for much, much longer than mm. he was. He's stuck here. He's stuck Again. there for a very long time. After Sword Art, we have Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. It's still going. We're in part five. Still the going Golden strong. Wind. And I love how this has changed because you go off from Jonathan Joestar and you go to the next one. We're in part five and now it's in Naples in 2001. I mean, are we going to precede us and go into the future with Jojo? That'd be nuts, but I uh, would not put it past them. I I, I love what they've written for it as well. This reincarnation of Jojo is Giorna Giovanna. Giorna. That means... Does that mean day in Italian? It might do. It might do. And he's a small-time crook with one big dream, to become a gangstar. Reminds me of Looney Tunes, Michael Jordan, Space Jam, the Bond <laughs> stars. Seriously? Remember oh, that? God. Oh, no. <laughs> you had to go there. I had almost uh, faded always. that memory into oblivion. I'll so, never let you forget it. Space well, Jam. before we move on, I'm still blaming Dio for everything right. Um, everyone is. <laughs> yeah, it's um, JoJo's uh, fan favourite. It's got a, like, a, a very, very loyal mm-hmm. fan base. Especially so, considering this is like a remake of the original, which was from the 80s and only mm-hmm. think went for like 25 episodes. Uh, yeah, yeah. And... Um, its unique visual style is very... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, give it a look. Might not be your thing, yeah. but it's fun. Airs on Saturdays at 1.05 in the morning. And this one... You're very excited for this one, Coco. Oh, oh who isn't? so excited. I am an enjoyer of sumo wrestling. Mm. I think it's great. Um, I find it really interesting. I love everything ritualistic about it. So Hinamaru Sumo. Sumo of the Rising Sun. Studio Gonzo. A martial arts anime focusing on sumo. A student named Ushio Hinamaru appears before Odachi High's small sumo club and takes him by surprise. He is small for a sumo. He's under the regulation 167 centimetre height, but he plans to take the club to the top and I believe he wishes to become Yokozuna mm-hmm. eventually. Oh, um, that was so good. It this is so, so shonen. I, I like... So, I'm a sucker for a good shonen anime. I really am. And this hits all the notes. It's supremely shonen, but honestly, it's like I got the shonen vibe, but I also got a little bit of Megalobox from it. Yeah. It's oh, yeah. that kind of like fighting spirit for like a national sport. It's With Toji from Naruto's hair. <laughs> yeah. yeah we, uh, the resemblance was a little unsettling, in fact. Yeah. It's just like, what the... Go well, back to your own anime so show. I mean, something also worth noting is it's had 221 chapters of manga. That's a weekly manga. Wow. Since 2014. It's been that, going for a while. That, that's the same sort of deal we get with My Hero um, Academia where it's a weekly churnout. So these guys must have some really good ideas behind it. And I don't know how we missed it. It's a way to the top. Yeah, it is. I, I don't know how we missed it to the, in the beginning of the last season, but it looks amazing. I can't wait to catch up on the rest of the season to get to where we are. And frankly, I just kind of I appreciate any anime which has uh, some kind of like an uh, introduction to culturally significant ideas. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Airs on Fridays at ten o'clock at night. One Piece. This series will never ever die. It will not. I haven't even seen one episode. I feel really bad. Please don't tell me. Well, 
One Piece is still going strong this year and we'll see the long-running series hit its 900th episode. God damn. 900. That's huge. So if you're not on board now, there is no hope of ever catching (laughs) up, 84 volumes in the manga. Highest selling manga (laughs) series of all time. Volume 67 of the series currently holds the record for the highest first print of any manga of all time in Japan. That's of all books. So it's a little bit popular. Just a little. Does anyone know if they've actually found the One Piece yet? (laughs) <laughs> I have not been catching up the series. I watched like the first and a little of the second season way, way back when. It's uh I it didn't really gel with me, but um you know. Okay. Well the series also was a finalist for the Tezuka Osama Cultural Prize three times in a row from two thousand to two thousand and two. Seriously. And in twenty twelve it won the forty first Japoon uh, Japan, <laughs> 41st Japan <laughs> Cartoonist Association Award Grand Prize. Japan. <laughs> Um, we, we we will get back to you exactly what Japan is. I Japan. believe it was Japan. Japanage. Um, but there are 868 episodes as of right now. 24 minutes of pop. That is many weeks. Um, and it airs still on Sundays at 9.30. Um, PG, Toei, adventure shown in superpower fantasy comedy anime for the family. Pirates with superpowers. Yes. Can't go wrong. Um, Fairy Tale as well is having its final chapter underway. Um, and considering how much hype Fairy Tale got as one of the more modern um, shonen animes. It's another A1 Pictures production. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm very excited. It got underway in October. We're only 14 episodes in. Um, but... I say that we had 175 episodes of the original fairy tale, 102 episodes of part two, and it won Animax Ages Anime of the Year in 2010. So it's it's got a good pedigree, and the yeah, animation yeah. has consistently improved and gotten better as it's went along. It's but had a great run, honestly. If you're a fan of Naruto and One Piece, this sort of thing is for you. Mm-hmm. Fairy tale airs Sundays at seven o'clock in the morning. Thank you. Now on to Kenny for Boruto. A further continuation of the Naruto spin-off. His son is basically continuing the tradition of fighting overpowered ninjas. It's Studio Piero too. Uh, yeah. Yes, indeed. Mm. And uh, I feel like I should have known that. Yeah. Well, fu- fun fact as well is that Boruto actually isn't as bad of a name for a son as we thought because everyone's like Boruto, Naruto. Oh, that's a bit lazy. Boruto means bolt in Japanese. That's cool. Which is kind of cool. Almost maybe. a uh, a nod to his father, kind of thing. Or if maybe you, to if his you're a fan of the series, if you know what it's who like. Is, who is the Yellow Flash? Yes, sorry, yeah. that's what I mean. Oh yeah, that's yeah, a very good point. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And but I mean, like, expect many more episodes of Naruto's anything to go by. It's the same same formula. If you like Naruto, if you like Shippuden, you are going to like this. It's consistent and an ever-growing kind of universe. Now we have to talk about one of the newest long-running shonen animes that's coming up. Firstly. Oh, I did it again. Yep. Sundays at 5.30 in the afternoon, Baruto is. So on to Black Clover. Now, Black Clover is one of the latest shonen animes likely to run for over 100 episodes. It's also based on a manga. It's also Studio Perot. It's a story of two orphans, Asta and Yuno, who both aim to receive the title of Wizard King, given to the strongest mage in the land. Yuno is able to wield magic with little effort, but Asta cannot use it at all. Getting Naruto vibes. Mm-hmm. At 15, once again, they attend a ceremony to receive their magical grimoires. Yuno receives a rare four-leaf clover grimoire, but Asta receives nothing. More Naruto vibes. Later, during a fight to protect Yuno's grimoire from a thief, Asta receives the Black Clover Grimoire, a grim, powerful grimoire with a five-leaf clover on it, they then have an adventure and hijinks ensue. Mm-hmm. 
Now, and he's going to be the very best, like no one ever was. Dun, of course. Dun, dun. Well, that, that's the point of being the Wizard King, isn't it? It's 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 a big deal. You are the Wizard King. He's going to be the Wizard King. Believe it. Believe it. Um, the English dub is following the Japanese release pretty closely, and it's actually voiced pretty well. You mm. are we aren't seeing what we saw with the original shown animes like One Piece and Naruto when they were translated, where it's really they're going for that where they were going for the sort of four kids feel they're, they're trying to be a lot more true to the source material and the the jokes they're finding ways while they might not be the same as the original jokes they're finding ways to make them relevant to western audiences which is is quite interesting in its own right i mean obviously if you're a purist that might not be a good thing for you um but if that's the case watch the sub now we you might have heard us give uh, a lot of flack to four kids a couple of times here they deserve it we will never stop our crusade against them but you have to give them credit for something they give plenty of material to those writing the abridged version of our oh, favorite anime absolutely <laughs> well we'll be right back after this we still have the movies to talk about Kawaii Fire radio well, let's talk about Code Geass. Oh, yes, you, please. You showed me Code Geass years ago. But I we did. never really got through it. it th- this is Lelouch of the Resurrection, is what it translates as. Uh, Fukatsu no Lelouch. It's made by Sunrise. It is R-rated for violence and profanity. And the story takes two years after the end of Lelouch's Zero Requiem plan. That's the end of season two. Which is surprising because... It was left on rather a final note. I mean, it, well, it did suggest that there was no way to continue it, but there was that lovely little Easter egg at the end with the cart. Mm-hmm. And we, I, I want to see what happens because I know they've released, um, re-released the series as a set of films up until this point. And I, was, I, I do want to get around to watching them, but I don't feel like there's anything massively new in there. This is new. This yeah. is going to be an exciting thing to see because the series finished so long ago now, like six years, I think. God, is it? Yeah, and, and you, you go, wow, okay, that was great, but... Yeah, it left on a very good note. It didn't overstay its welcome. It gave you mm-hmm. everything you needed for that series. It's why it's like so highly rated. So that's due out on February 9th, so keep an eye online. I'm sure someone, uh, one of the services will be streaming at Dungeon Time, though. What <laughs> our favourite... Done much Arrow of the Orion. <laughs> that was so bad. Um, <laughs> Our favourite anything. <laughs> I, I, just, I, I just thought of the fact that we're going to be able to watch that gravity-defying piece of freaking string that she wears <laughs> defy gravity <sighs> once more. Oh, what my the? God. <laughs> yes, the um, busty Lolita. <laughs> Dan so Nachi. it's continuing the story Thank of young adventurer Belle Cranel and his goddess Hestia. The first movie in the Dan Machi series, it's in the continuity as well, and this is meant to lead on to what is going to be season two, oh, which right. is coming. I'm not sure if it's end of this year or 2020, but I they have officially confirmed it is in the works. I really quite enjoyed that show. Mm. And, I mean, this is allegedly also still going to be based off the light novels, not manga, because the manga is still so far behind on Daimachi. Um, but it's going to be based on the light novels and it's going to be a standalone story but within the continuity, which I, I think is going to be quite good as long as it adds to it and it isn't just a cash grab. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm all for it. On I'm the, sure it will do great. On the note of uh, new stories which are spun off, Psychopass SS. Now, if you haven't seen Psychopass, it's... Wow. It, I haven't watched it in full yet, but the amount of love this series gets is phenomenal. Yeah, it's, you, you have um, a look at its ratings anywhere. It's in the eighty percent. It's a pretty loony series. It's like you watch an episode, you need a break. Yeah, and I mean, like 
you have a look with almost half a million users voting for an anime, anime list and it's on a 7.4. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't see those numbers very often. And that's crazy, especially considering this is a non-adapted anime. This is an original idea. Which is this like, is not based on a novel. This is not based on a manga. This is not based on anything. Someone came up with this and said, I've got an anime for you. It's very rare to see that. Anime and manga are practically synonymous. There is the manga and then there is the anime. Mm-hmm. It's never like just, you know... One out there. And, I mean, there are now manga series and books, but they've been created after it aired. Mm-hmm. So that, that's fantastic. The Psychopaths movie, which was the last non-recount movie where they covered um, what had happened in the series, that won the New Type Anime Award for Best Film in 2015 and was nominated for the 47th Suen Awards in the media category as well. There's three films in this, actually. Three coming out. Three. And they're all individual stories following several characters separately from the main storyline. That's pretty ambitious. A, a new one's released every two to three weeks. Um, they are not rehashing any information. These are all new original stories, and they're running from Jan 25th, Feb 15, and March 8th. So next, Made in the Abyss, movie one and two. Woohoo! Not one, but two. I do have so some bad news, though. It's a recap. Well, both... Don't say both of them. Both. Oh, they, there will be little bits of new content in there, but they are recaps of the is season. Is this just to give them time to develop the Se- next season? Season two is in the works. Uh, it's be, been announced. Be. No release date. No information on length. Nothing. Very cute. It very is. Very dark. Yeah, it's I made in the abyss. really loved it. Made in the abyss, for those who don't know of it, is... Um, a honestly, bit of a surprise. I actually feel like telling you about it would be wrong. Just give it a look. It's mm. awesome. It's a, it's a very cute looking anime, but dark. It's yeah. art. It's rated R. It deals mm. with very heavy subject matter, especially. Oh, I'm not going to say anything because I don't want to ruin it. But oh my I, god! I have one word, and that's Mitty. Oh, no, 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 no! That is that. That is all you need to know. <laughs> Moving right along, <laughs> the Osomatsu San movie, and the this was second season was uh, aired recently. This is to do with the sextuplets who all have the same lovely bowl cut. Lovely looking gentleman. I'm I'm sure they'll be very good. It's a comedy, rated R. Studio Perot airs on March 15. The film focuses on the sextuplets at a high school class reunion. This does look pretty funny. The former classmates have all become proper adults. Quote, unquote, yeah. um, With company jobs leading the brothers to sulk, go home and drink until they fall asleep. (laughs) So that's being a proper adult? Apparently, yeah. yeah. Well, no, that's what they're doing. I feel like we're doing it wrong. Yeah. It doesn't sound too far. But when they wake up, a certain scene awaits them. I have no idea what said scene is. That is literally where the synopsis for it ends. And everyone's sitting there going... One of them has kidnapped the Prime Minister. Another one has stolen the Declaration of Independence. One uh, of them have, is have the mole. And one of them is Nicolas Cage. Because, okay. of course, that's where we've got to go. You know? <laughs> I mean, of course, they're three million light years from Earth. Considering the anime, this could go anywhere, honestly. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, that, that covers off all the anime. I think we've kept you probably a lot longer, so it's probably time for us to wrap up. Kawaii Fire Radio. Well, that was the first episode of Kawaii Fi Radio. We'll be back in two weeks' time with uh, some new discussions. I believe in a couple of weeks we are going to be talking about Dragon Ball Super, the Broly movie, and that has been making some waves. Absolutely. And you know what else we're going to be discussing a little bit more on animation history in Japan? 
just moving a little more along closer to the Tezuka era. Mm. And uh, hopefully we'll have a bit more information available for you online on our Facebook. Check us out at Kawaii Fi Radio Podcast on Facebook and we'll see you next week. Thanks. Bye. Catch you guys later.